does not. Sometimes we think, well, the, the will of God is only relevant for major decisions. No, listen, the will of God is, is relevant for every aspect of your life. Uh, and it's good to be sensitive to what God wants in your life on a regular basis. And so uh, tonight we're going to look at determining God's will. Now, we looked at last week defining God's will, and we covered three things that, uh, that really they are definitively God's will. Uh, the first one was salvation. Uh, you don't have to pray about, well, I don't really know if it's God's will that I should get saved. I can tell you it's God's will that you get saved. That's God's will. Uh, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So it's God's will that you get saved. That's not something that you have to deliberate about or find out and say, well, I'm not 100% sure about that. Uh, the, the second thing that we covered is, should I be sanctified? Now, what is sanctification? It means set apart for God's service. Uh, should I be sanctified? Well, I'm going to pray about this and determine whether God really wants me to be sanctified. You don't have to pray about it. God wants you to be sanctified. We looked at that last week. This is the will of God, even your sanctification. God wants you to be set apart from the world. God does not want you to be conformed to this world, but transformed. And, uh, and so he does want you to be sanctified. Uh, and then the third thing that we looked at, is uh, should I be serving the Lord? Um, and now you don't have to pray about uh, whether or not it's God's will for you to serve the Lord. You're saved not, not so that you can just miss hell. You are saved so that we can serve the Lord. And everybody should be serving the Lord. Now, that does not mean that everyone is called to preach. There are different areas, and you may need to pray about where God would have you serve the Lord, or in what capacity, or in what role He would have you to, uh, to serve Him. But everyone should be about the Master's business and serving the Lord. And, uh, and so tonight we have three W's to determine the will of God uh, in your life. And it's not the World Wide Web. Okay? I just had to throw that out there. It's a corny dad joke, I know, but um, it is what it is. Psalm 119, 105, we're going to start here, and uh, this is, of course, the first W that we'll look at. Psalm 119, 105, the Bible says, The word, thy word, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Let's stop right there, and then let's pray, and we'll get into our message tonight. Father, we thank you again for your goodness to us. Thank you, Father, for the privilege that we have to be in your house, gathered around your word. God, I pray that you would use me, and God, as we, uh, as we look at and, and would like to determine and know your will for our life, God, I pray that you would guide us. I pray that you would use me. I pray, Father, that you would speak through me. God, may the message be simple, that we can understand, and uh, something that we can follow. God, I pray that you would touch hearts as only you can. God, I pray that you would help each and every person uh, that is seeking and, and would desire to know your will for their life. And God will thank you for that. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. You know, the will of God is, uh, let, me, let me go back and defining a little bit. We covered some of the things that, 
that, that obviously are God's will. By the way, those are just three simple ones. I, there are, there's a whole book full of things that God would like every believer to do. So it's not comprehensive by any stretch of the imagination. They're just three of the most uh, the, the easiest to grasp things that, that God wants us to do. But, but what are some things that we could pray about in our life? There are lots of things to pray about in your life. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not kidding you. I pray about whether, when, if I buy a car. I pray about, uh, you know, things that if I'm going to buy this or buy that, if it's major, and I'm not talking about, am I going to buy Smucker's Jelly or uh, the other brand, okay? Um, I, but there are some things that are larger decisions that I just feel like, hey, I, I want to know, Lord, you know better for me what my life needs than I know for myself. And so I ask God for wisdom on some of those things. And, uh, and so that's one. Maybe you're considering a job change. Maybe that would be something that you would pray about. Uh, maybe you're considering uh, retirement. And, and, and maybe you're saying, well, you know, Lord, is that what you would have for me to do? Or, you know, a move or uh, any kind of change that may come in your life uh, is certainly something worth praying about uh, for the young people that we have. Listen, praying about who you're going to marry, that's big, that's important. I would definitely pray about it and ask God what he would uh, have for you in that department. And so that's an important thing. There's all kinds of things uh, that, that we should and we can and we should pray about in our life. And you say, Pastor, you really think all of that matters to the Lord? I really do. If he takes the time to know how many hairs are on your head, then he cares about the decisions you make in your life. And it is important. And so the first thing we're going to look at tonight in determining God's will is the word of God. The Bible says here in Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. As I look at that verse, uh, listen, the word of God is a light in our life. A light is something that will shine and help us. Uh, as this verse says, it's a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It will shine down that path and, and help me understand what path I should take in my life. And so I put down light exposes the street. Um, when I was traveling in Peru, I, I thought about this. I thought about two separate occasions. But uh, one, I was, uh, Brother Don Rich and myself, we would travel out into the mountains. And we would go, I mean, we went an hour into the mountains. There was no electricity. There was no running water to the place where we would go. I mean, it was, it was back there. And, uh, and the road was just a dirt road. And we went in his car because he had four-wheel drive and, and he could get us back out. And so uh, he would drive and we'd go out there and, and, uh, and if you were to drive, if you were to stop out there and shut the lights off and look up at the stars, you talk about the most amazing view. You could not see a light anywhere around you because there were no lights. There was no electricity where we went. And, and, uh, and when he shut them lights off, if it was overcast, it was dark. I mean, dark, dark. And, uh, and so he'd turn those lights on and you know what? you could only see as far down the path as those lights would shine. You couldn't see past those lights. 
And, uh, and it was really important that you could uh, see where you're going. I mean, we're driving, it's after dark, and it's uh, a dirt road, and, and there's literally uh, out in the middle of nowhere. There were no cities, there were no lights, there was nothing out there. Uh, we'd finally pull up to a little place, and most of the time you couldn't see it, and when he'd turn, uh, the, the lights would shine, you'd see a little shadow of a house there, no lights. So they didn't have lights. And... Uh, we go in and they'd let, they'd uh, they'd light a. He carried his own lantern. Uh, they had some lights, but they would hook them to a car battery. I kid you not, and uh, and run those lights so we could run a service out in the middle of nowhere. And those people would come walking, you know, with their little flashlights, walking down in and and come. And we'd held the services there. But I'm saying this that that if you didn't have a light, you would not see what path you were going on. You wouldn't be able to determine if you were on the road. Even when you were on the road, sometimes it didn't even feel like a road uh, because it was that bad of a road. And, and there were cliffs and there were rocks and there were rivers and there were things that you could be, uh, have problems with. And I'm just telling you that the Word of God is like a light and it shines down the path so that we can determine where we should go. You know, it's interesting with God. He doesn't... Um, he doesn't give you a, a GPS overview. I, I like GPS. I, I confess to you, I, I am bad at directions. But I punch it in that GPS, and I like to look at the overview. I like to see where I'm starting and where I'm going to end up, because a few times that GPS has led me astray. So I like to see where I start and where I'm going, make sure I got everything right, and I look at that thing, and, and it looks good. You know, God doesn't give you this, the overview. He doesn't tell you where you start and where you're going to end up. As you go along, He's just going to continue to guide you and say, no, I want you to go left. going to end up down this place in my life. And listen, God doesn't always tell you. I learned that real quick. Um, and, and sometimes I'm grateful that God doesn't give us all the details. Sometimes the things uh, that we end up in our life, we're like, man, if I knew this was coming down the road, I wouldn't have taken that turn. I would have gone straight. I wouldn't have gone through that storm. When the disciples got on that boat, Jesus just said, hey, get on the boat and you'll go to the other side. He didn't tell them they were going to run into a storm in the middle of the, uh, of the sea that they were in. He didn't tell them that. If he had, they probably wouldn't have gotten in the boat. They probably would have walked all the way around and said, I ain't doing that. Are you kidding me? And so God doesn't always tell us, all the direction we're going. He just gives us one step at a time and His light, the Word, will guide us as we go through our life knowing where we're supposed to go. Listen, the world lives in darkness. Jesus said this way in John eight twelve. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Praise the Lord for that. That Jesus gives us light. He illuminates our path. He lets us know where we're going in our life. And listen, uh, sometimes you think, well, God just doesn't want us to have any fun. No, maybe he's trying to keep you out of trouble. Maybe he's trying to guard you from something. Maybe he's trying to teach you some things in your life. 
And so God will direct us with his word. And listen, you can't say it's God's will and it goes directly against God's word. That's not possible. God will always lead you by his word and the light will expose the street. Not just the street, but I want you to notice this. He says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. Light exposes the step as well. You know, sometimes the paths, they're not real good. And sometimes uh, you, can, you can take a bad step and twist your ankle. You can take a step and slip and fall. I remember when I was walking down uh, the street in Peru. Uh, we're, we were looking for a new building. We had been removed from our old building, and, and we were trying to find somewhere to rent for the church. And, and so I was just kind of, I, I was doing this number. I'm walking down the, the street, you know, looking at all the uh, buildings, two-story, and I'm looking for signs, and I'm trying to find anything that will say, you know, for rent or uh, any kind of clue that is a building is, is going to become available. And I'm walking down the street, and as I'm walking, I, I took my next step. I'm looking up, and boom, I went down. I mean, I went down hard, and, and I, I looked down, and, and one leg fell in a manhole that was covered, but the manhole flipped, and my, my leg went all the way down in that manhole. My other leg, I don't know how it did it, but my knee must have hit my chin or something. I don't know how it worked, but I fell in that manhole because I wasn't watching where I was stepping, and listen, this word, the word of God will help you determine in your life where you're stepping and where you're going. And we need the word of God as direction in our life. We're talking about determining God's will. And the word of God will guide you in the will of God. God's will will never be contrary to his word. Sometimes, sometimes quacky people, I was trying to think of the right word, kooky people, quacky people, will tell you, well, the Lord told me to do this. And something completely contrary to the word of God. Right. And, and you'll see it on the news or you'll see it there, uh, whatever. And, and I'm thinking to myself, I don't know who it was that told you, but it wasn't God. Right. Because that's contrary to the word of God. Amen. And God will not direct us contrary to the word of God. Go with me to the book of Acts chapter 16. So the word of God is the, the direction for our life that will help us to determine the will of God. He'll never lead you contrary to the word of God. Go with me to Acts chapter number 16. Acts chapter number 16. In verse number five, I, I love this passage. It's a very interesting passage, and there's not much commentary you really can put on it, but, uh, uh, but it's a very interesting passage. Acts chapter number 16 and verse number 5. And the Bible says here in Acts 16, 5, And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Now, when they had gone throughout Phrygia, the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. After they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go unto Bith Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they passing by, uh, Mysia came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia, 
and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. The verses there in, in verses uh, verse number 6 and verse number 7 clearly uh, show that the Lord was leading Paul and that the Lord said, hey, I don't want you to go to Asia and I don't want you to go to the other town, uh, Bith Bith Bithynia. Uh, the Lord didn't allow him to go there. Now, was there anything wrong with preaching the gospel? No, there's nothing wrong with preaching the gospel. Matter of fact, we, you should preach the gospel. You should get the gospel out. But for whatever reason, the Lord said, hey, I don't want you going to Asia at this time. Maybe it was dangerous. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they would have killed Paul. I don't know the circumstances. God knows better than we do. But the point of this passage is this, that the Word of God certainly directs us and shed lights on the path, but then walking in the Spirit is just as important. That the Holy Spirit of God would direct and lead and help our life to know what way we're going. Now, I want to give this warning. And, and we have to be careful because sometimes we will want something so bad in our life, we will tell you it's God's will. I've done it in my life. I can testify. I can tell you of things. Um, and, and usually it's something dumb, you know, that, that man, I, I, I want to buy this thing so bad, I just, I believe it's God's will. I'm going to buy this. And you convince yourself. And you say, man, I've got peace about it. It's God's will. I'm going to buy this. And, and then you buy it. And I know for a fact, I could go back in my life a few times and say, uh, I know that wasn't God's will. No, it wasn't wrong. It wasn't sinful, the thing that I bought. It wasn't. But, but I know afterwards, it was like the Lord was like, no, that wasn't a wise decision. That wasn't smart. But I convinced myself it was. And my point is the warning of this is if we're not careful, we're not talking about sin. We're not talking about uh, things of that nature that we know would go contrary to the word of God. But sometimes in our life, we want to make a decision uh, and maybe it's a job. And we're like, man, I really want this job. And we'll pray about it, pray about it till we convince ourselves, well, I believe it's God's will. And we get that job and then we find out, oh, I don't think that was the Lord's will. And the Lord's like, oh, I don't think this is the best situation for you. And sometimes that happens. And so I want us to be very careful. The Bible says it this way. There's plenty of verses that we could find in the word of God that talk about trusting in our own heart and trusting in what, uh, well, every man did that which was right in his own eyes. And so we need to be very careful about what we determine is right. Proverbs 28, 26, he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool, but whoso walketh wisely, he shall be delivered. Proverbs 21.2, every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. So we have this passage of, of Paul. Now, Paul could have said to himself, man, I want to go to Asia. And I believe it's God's will for me to go to Asia. He could have convinced himself, I'm going to Asia. Because I think that's what God wants. But the passage is very clear to us that God and the Holy Spirit said, Hey, Paul, I don't want you going to Asia. Now, now how was that? How? I don't know. We don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us exactly. Uh, but, but you know what? I just kind of imagine that Paul would get up 
And Paul would read his Bible and he'd say, Lord, do you want me to go to Asia? What's the next step? I mean, you look at the life of Paul. Paul traveled here and traveled there and preached and preached and preached. And he would go to different places. He was not just a missionary to Rome or just a missionary to Corinth. Paul traveled extensively to Galatia and Ephesus and Philippi and and all of these cities that he had knowledge of these people. And he would go there and he would preach. and, uh, And he had extensive ministry. But I believe that the Apostle Paul prayed about those things. And, uh, and the Lord would just kind of direct them. And, and, and God doesn't come to us and speak with an audible voice and say, no, I don't want you to go to Asia. But God can direct you. And God can lead you in your heart and give you that peace as long as you're careful and saying, well, this is not what I want. I want to know what God wants. And sometimes that's hard uh, to really distinguish. But but. We see the Apostle Paul was forbidden from going to Asia by the Holy Ghost. He was forbidden from going to uh, Bithynia because of the Holy Ghost. And we don't always understand God's will, but we do need to submit to God's will and do what God would have us to do. And uh, maybe it was for their safety. We don't know. But I thought of this verse, James 1.5. This is a good verse. If any of you lack wisdom... Let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. Hey, if we pray and say, Lord, direct me. And, and if you're serious about a decision, if it's a big decision, hey, take, take a day or two and, and fast over that and say, you know what, I, I'm this serious, Lord, about this decision And I want your uh, direction on this. And so the Holy Spirit of God, the Bible says uh, in Galatians 5.16, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The Holy Spirit will guide us in the decisions that we make. And He does that in uh, in work with with the Word of God. So you read the Word of God and, and, uh, and listen, God will help direct your path and then walking in the Spirit. So the Word of God, the walking in the Spirit, and then the third one is the wisdom of counsel. The wisdom of counsel. Uh, it's important to, to understand some things. I want to cover this, that, uh, that is the authority. God has placed authority in our lives for benefit. He, he wrote in Ephesians 6.1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. God expects children to obey their parents and uh, their, their authority. That's what God has placed them there. Uh, so, you know, if a child uh, says, Well, I think it's God's will that uh, I disobey mom and dad. Well, um, we go back to step one, and the Word of God, uh, it's not, they're not going to contradict each other. My dad always had, uh, he, he said, uh, he would say this jokingly, he said, rule number one, dad is always right. He say, rule number two, if dad is ever wrong, see rule number one. And so uh, you would find out that oh, dad is always right. I mean, that's just the way the rules went. And that's kind of like this. You know, God has placed authority in our lives and he's given, you know, children. Uh, he's given you parents to be the authority in your life. Sometimes this becomes a real difficulty because parents 
completely go against the word of God. And I don't know the answer to that. I do know this, that these situations have to be handled with great caution and much prayer. And every situation will be very different. And it's not an easy case. But by and large, it's pretty simple. Obey your parents. The government, same thing. It is our authority. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2, 13. uh, Go over there. I want you to see these verses. I like these verses. 1 Peter 2, 13. 1 Peter 2.13. And verse down through 15. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 13. The Bible says, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be the king as supreme, or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well, for so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. We'll stop there for for sake of time, but you get the idea of this passage that, hey, God has placed the government in authority over us. And it's God's will for us to obey uh, that authority. And so uh, we really get into the idea that, 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 go, that God will not direct us contrary to his word. And you say, well, what happens when the government goes against God? And that's a real possibility. It happened in Bible times. It, it very well could happen in America. Uh, that the, the, the government would go against them. Then I would go with Acts 5.29 where Peter said, uh, we ought to obey God rather than man. Um, and so there is clauses in the word of God to cover those kind of things. But we're talking about counsel, the wisdom of counsel. So God's definitely put authority in our lives and that's there to guide us. And, and that ought to be our first counsel. Listen, as a young person, you ought to talk to your parents. Uh, they're your counsel. They're your authority that God has given you uh, to, to talk with them. And, and listen, maybe if your parents aren't in church, uh, then, then talk to your grandparents. You know, they're there and maybe they're spiritual. They're in church. Maybe talk to your Sunday school teacher. Maybe talk to your, uh, somebody who uh, is in church because there is spiritual counsel. But, uh, but again, your parents are your authority in your life. Then what about counsel just in general? Uh, Listen, the Bible says this in in Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 29. It says, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Again, that directs us to the word of God. And, And sometimes there's things that are iffy in our life. And we're just not sure. And, and maybe the word of God says, uh, doesn't clearly say thou shalt not do this. Um, but uh, there are principles in the word of God. And, and maybe somebody that is uh, studied the word of God or spent some time uh, can help guide you in some of those things. And they can give you good counsel uh, because the counsel of the Lord that shall stand. Proverbs twelve fifteen. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but he that hearkeneth unto counsel is wise. And it's wise to seek counsel. 
It's wise to seek somebody who knows the word of God. It's wise to talk with them and, and, and figure out uh, some things, especially if you're not sure. There's nothing wrong with that. Pray and ask God. Read the word of God. Ask the Lord to direct you. Uh, but sometimes you may even have to get outside counsel uh, to help you with some of those things. And so there's wisdom uh, in getting counsel uh, from other people. And I've done that many times in my life. And sometimes, even to this day, I, sometimes I'll call uh, somebody else and say, hey, I need, I need your advice. I need some help on this. Uh, because, you know, sometimes other people see things differently. And, uh, but I would certainly advise, make sure it's a godly counselor. Um, there is so much worldly, wicked counseling that goes contrary to the word of God. So make sure it's a godly counselor. Make sure it comes from somebody who loves the Lord and is, is looking to obey the word of God. And, uh, and so those are three things that will help guide you in deciding what God's will is for your life. I remember when God called me to preach. And, uh, and, God, and God, rather, when I was looking at going to the mission field, and I really felt like the Lord was leading me in that direction. And I remember talking to the missionary. I said, how do you know where where God wants you. And he gave me basically those things, you know, the word of God, the Holy Spirit, and godly counsel will guide and direct your life and just make it a habit of seeking the Lord. He said, he said um, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We ought to seek the Lord. I thought, boy, what if we what if, what if we sought the Lord like we seek everything else? Boy, we, we're worried about this and worried about that. What if we worried about what God wanted in our life? As much as we worried about everything else, I tell you what, the world would be a different place if we would seek God and follow his will for our life. And so I hope and pray that that's a help and a blessing to you. Uh, in answering, you know, how can we determine God's will? Obviously, I can't get into specifics because everyone's life is different. Uh, I might talk about who you're going to marry. Well, half of you are already married. I might talk about uh, what job are you going to get? Well, half of you are already retired, so that's not going to help you much. Uh, but those three things we should help you, guide you in any of those decisions that are larger that you need, that you feel like, hey, I need to really know what God's will is in my life. And I hope and pray uh, those three things will be a help and a blessing to you. As we stand to our feet with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. Father, we thank you for your word. And God, we thank you for um, just your guidance that you give in your word. God, you've gave us a whole book full, full of information, full of things to do and follow. God, I pray that you'd give us wisdom in studying your word and help us to look and help us to be earnest and sincere in, in reading your word, Father, and spending time in it. Then, God, you've given every person that has trusted you as their own personal Savior, the Holy Spirit that dwells within them. And, God, you will guide us through your spirit. We certainly thank you for that. And God, you've not left us without teachers and wise people and saints of God that have been around the block and, and God, people who are well-versed in the, in the word of God. And God, we certainly thank you for the wise counsel that is available. God, I pray that you'd help us to make use of that. 
God, I pray as we seek your will, I pray that each and every person would be sensitive to what you would have in their life. And Father, we'll certainly thank you for that. And God, will give you the honor and glory for all that's said and done. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. As we have a short hymn of invitation. God's spoken to your heart. The altar's open. Maybe you want to pray about what God wants you to do. Maybe you just want to thank the Lord for the direction He's given you thus far. Whatever the need, the altar's open. Maybe you've never trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, you can be saved today. I can assure you that is His will. He wants you to be saved. That's why He died on the cross of Calvary. That's why He shed His blood, because He loves you and He cares about you. He wants you to be saved. Whatever the need, the altar's open. All to Jesus I surrender. Most of the time, that's our problem is ourself. We get in our way and we don't want to surrender. We get stubborn. Surrendering to the Lord. to a close and you can be seated and um, Preston can I have you do me a favor grab on the back table there are some prayer sheets and I mine must have fallen out of my Bible or got mixed with my bulletin and I don't have one if you do not have a prayer sheet if you could raise your hand Andy, you think you could help him because there might be some others um, I need one if you don't have a prayer sheet if you just raise your hand and one of these fellows will get you a, a prayer sheet just keep it up until they get to you and uh, they'll be sure to get you a prayer sheet thank you These are the June prayer sheets. We've got a couple up front here, too, and some more at this side. All right, I think everyone's got one. And um, so we've got these, these, all these are listed here, and I know there are a few I, I should have added, and, and um, I apologize, I don't have them with me tonight. But uh, is there any others... Um, maybe you, you want to voice a, a prayer request specifically, uh, or, or is there any, let me ask this first, are there any praises um, of, about our prayer list we've been praying, any praises that you want to share? Uh, yes, ma'am. Good, praise the Lord. Okay. Amen. Good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. 
praise the Lord. So continue praying for her, but that is a blessing to know that everything went smooth and, and, uh, and God was with her, and we'll continue to pray for her. All right. That's Brenda Smith in physical need there. So any other praise? Sometimes we, don't, we ought to give an opportunity to praise the Lord. Yes? Amen. Praise the Lord. That was from when he fell, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Praise the Lord. So that's good. That's Hector Sharpetta. And so that is a praise that he's re- doing better. So praise the Lord for that. Any others? Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. That's Weston Cooper. So he's uh, he's out of medicine, and they're hoping that that he'll be out of the out of the problems, and they just kind of watch and see. So continue to pray for him, but praise the Lord, he is home. Correct. Good. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so pray for Wes and Cooper, physical need. He's not growing, and, um, and that he would not have, that that affection, infection he had would be gone completely. So, good. All right. Any other praises? Yes. Yes, praise the Lord. Rachel made it to her place, and she spent how long without her, her luggage? A week without her luggage, and, uh, and it finally, uh, finally showed up. And uh, so praise the Lord for that. So pray for her return trip. But that is a praise. She got her luggage and, and did make it there. So good. She's in Africa for those who are not aware uh, on a missions trip. So good. Anyone else? Any other praise? All right. Any? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Good. All right. Praise the Lord. So good. Keep keep praying for these folks. Is there any other prayer requests we need to update on our prayer list? Any prayer requests that we need to update? Yes. Yes. Yes, that is that is Mrs. Brown. That's uh, Pastor Brown's wife. Uh, Pastor Brown pastors in Livonia, Michigan, and uh, they were on a on a trip on vacation, or I'm not for sure, but they were away, and then they started having health difficulties. And he's actually over in Youngstown. They did they were not able to make it home. So pray for them and pray for her. She is tomorrow. She's facing surgery, if I'm not mistaken. So pray for her and him as they're they're working through all of that and i know that that'll be a blessing to them that was one of the ones that i needed to update another one that just reminded me of is a bertha weaver physical need just keep her in prayer i know that she'll certainly appreciate that all right any other prayer requests we need to keep up update yes okay so that's a Brenda. What was her last name? 
Oh, Barb Goins. Okay. Barb Goins, physical need, kind of had emergency surgery today. Barb Goins. All right. Any others? All right. We'll, um, we'll take a couple minutes here, as we usually do. And uh, you are welcome to pray right there in your seat with, uh, with your family or with whoever is right by you. Uh, you're welcome to come to the altar and pray at the altar if you would like. You're welcome to find somebody across the room if you want to go and pray with them. Um, you are welcome to pray. And uh, we'll have a couple minutes here. We'll have a little bit of music playing and you can pray. And when uh, after a little bit, uh, Brother Chuck Hamby will close us out in prayer uh, this evening. And once he prays, we'll be, we'll be dismissed after that. All right? So let's have a time of prayer.
Heavenly Father, as we close out our prayer time tonight, Lord, we would ask you to be with our church, be with Pastor Rice and his family, to be with the government leaders and give them wisdom to run our country. Father, we have a list of cancer patients on our June prayer list. We would ask that you do your will in their life, heal their cancer, if, it, if you will. Father, we have other church members with physical needs. We would ask that you fill those needs as, as you would. Father, we have unsaved loved ones, each one of us. And we would ask that you touch their hearts in some way and show them their need for salvation. Father, we especially pray for the Michigan pastor who couldn't get home from vacation. Provide their needs, Lord. Father, we have many missionaries on our field around the world. We would ask that you provide their need. Provide the buildings for them to preach in. To touch the hearts of the people in that area. And may they all be drawn to Christ. Lord, we, we thank you for each missionary we have on the field. And we ask you to bless them. Lord, as we end our prayer time tonight, we would ask that you dismiss us with your blessings, provide safety as we travel home, and Lord, as we clean the church tonight, we would ask you give everyone who participates in that a special blessing. Father, we'll give you all the thanks. We pray in the Lord Jesus' name tonight. Amen.